our outer society has a sound that they hear that they're saying, this is what a good sound sounds like. And the thing is, is that our heart, our inner tuning fork might be a different sound. It can harmonize or it cannot. When it doesn't harmonize, the more emphasis you're trying to grow the outer sound, because that's what everyone else wants to hear. If it's not in alignment with your inner tuning fork, then you're actually widening the gap. Hi friends, welcome to the Heart Open Conversations podcast, where a connection desiring Asian, aka me, seeks to hold space for and with her fellow Asians, where stories from the heart are told with authenticity and depth. My hope is that you walk away from every episode feeling a little braver, a little more courageous, a little more inspired to walk alongside what's hard, what hurts, and what's unknown. Be okay with that and give yourself grace and then walk towards living a version of your life that is most true, most present, and most you. You're welcome here, all parts of you. Now grab a cup of your favorite drink, get comfy, close your eyes, and take a few deep breaths with me. Ready for some real, deep, and heart? Let's dive in. Hi friends, happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode on the Heart Open Conversations podcast. You're back. You are here with me and I truly appreciate that. I know I didn't come to you with a fresh new episode last Friday and I appreciate you still coming back on here to tune into this episode. Um, There's a lot uh, that's going on in my personal life at the moment that's a bit of an upheaval and uh, I am trying to make space for the overwhelming emotions that I overcome myself with. And I appreciate you holding the space for me and uh, being gracious and patient with me as I walk through this season. It's still going to take me a little bit more to be able to talk about it without getting all wailing and emotional, but I shared a little bit on my Instagram last week uh, this struggle or this ideology behind comfortable lies versus uncomfortable truths, and uh, that resonated with me so much. It hit me like a two-by-four because I really felt myself being in that space at the moment. 
And I know what people say out there where there's the saying that the, the magic and the best things lies ahead and after you decide to become uncomfortable. Um, but there are some situations where it can be really hard to let go of even the lies because it's too comfortable, if that even makes sense. So yeah, it's a, it's a difficult place to be in. Um, and yeah, again, I want to thank you for holding space, for hearing me out and for coming back here to support me and to support this podcast in, in this way that you can and for still being part of the show, being part of my life and still showing me support and love for what I put out in this world uh, that in and of itself, it's already like medicine to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My voice is a little raspy, if you noticed, and that's because I caught a bug when I was in Austin this past weekend. Austin has its beauty, and that's so much about Austin that I enjoy and desire. But this part where it makes me get all allergic with stuff that's in the air and then coming back, having to nurse myself through a sinus infection and getting back my level of health and energy again is definitely not a part that I enjoy. <laughs> Despite that, I had truly missed being in this space with you and I am so glad, so happy and also really excited to share with you the conversation and the guest that I will be featuring in today's episode. So on the episode today, I have the pleasure of holding space for the story and journey of a newfound friend, a passionate ally and a thought leader on mindset, alignment and breakthroughs, Benjamin Ye. Benjamin is a business and transformation coach. His passion is helping others unlock their inner and outer breakthroughs through his coaching and Boom Vision podcast, a show designed for driven professionals and entrepreneurs seeking clarity, purpose, and happiness. Through Boom Vision, Ben shares his unique vantage points, holistic practicality in business and life, and action steps on how people can bring Bridge the gap between the inner happiness and outer success. Ben's core values are to inspire, love, and impact, and his career has evolved from being a real estate consultant, investment officer for a family office where he invested over $1 billion, a serial entrepreneur, a father, advisor, coach, and a student of life. I think you will agree with me that you don't meet that many people in your life that would go create something just because they couldn't and haven't found the language and the ideologies out there in that world. His level of resolution and tenacity is like no other. And what I also enjoyed about Ben is his ability to weave in his personal and lived experience along with so such brilliant references uh, to break down our complex, deep 
inner world and minds into learnable, bite-sized, applicable pieces that we could apply to our outer world and surrounding. This is truly a one-of-a-kind conversation, and I hope you will enjoy this. Without further ado, here is Ben. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Elaine. It's, it's a pleasure, and I'm very grateful for you inviting me to come on your show. And so I, I'd love to uh, have a great conversation. <laughs> yes, I am excited too. Let's just dive right in. Oh, wait, no. Before that, though, let me first ask you, what are you drinking? <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I'm actually drinking a coffee that my wife makes for me every morning. And, um, oh, you know, yeah, I'm very lucky. She she's she's a nutritionist, and so she's very good about putting. I think she puts like collagen powder and whatnot. And so I my only thing is I just got to finish a drink. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, that's awesome. All right, now we can dive right in. Tell my audience a bit more about you. Tell us what do you do? Where are you at? Where you're born? Whose family? Hobbies? Yeah, sure. So let's see. My my career has taken several. Had several chapters. So right now, I'm an entrepreneur and a business and transformation coach. In terms of where I was born, you know, I was actually born in Taiwan. Came to the states uh, when I was a few years old, and really grew up here in in the U.S. And so, um, in in terms of just going to college, and then from there, um, you know, I started my career in the hospitality industry as a hospitality real estate consultant. And so did that for about four years at two different companies, and then that pivoted because you know the 2009 market crashed, and I remember getting laid off the day before Christmas. I was like, "Oof, okay." And um, and I had a really you know uh, interesting situation where okay, look, I have to find employment in the next 30, 60 days, and so because of a visa issue. So I can definitely appreciate kind of your background as well. But I had a really amazing opportunity to work for a family office. And so it was the founders of actually Penn Express. And so working for them, because of my real estate background, you know, we use a lot of the money that they generated from the restaurant group and invested on their behalf. So bought a lot of real estate, invested in companies. So did that for seven years and then, um, you know, made a major pivot to decide to leave the company to really kind of follow my heart. And so that was over five years ago. And since then, um, as an entrepreneur, I've had several different businesses with different partners. Um, but the, what really makes me fulfilled is being able to mentor and coach and really create that transformation of people. And so that's kind of where we got connected because of, yeah, the podcast that I have, but also just being a business of transformation coach is where, um, where my heart really lies. That's awesome. Yes, that's a that's a good segue there because I am, uh, of course, curious and interested to hear more about your podcast. I know that is a new venture, a new muscle that you're trying to kind of flex and and all that. Um, tell us a bit more. What's your podcast about? What's the name of it? What's the idea and the goal behind starting the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is really interesting. So I created my podcast and it's called Boom Vision. Boom vision. And really the intention of why I created it was that I wish this existed in the world 10 years ago so that my 30-year-old self can actually have listened to this because in knowing what I'm sharing 10 years back, I mean, my life trajectory would have been a completely different life. And what I realized is, you know, 
when the language isn't out there or when you see something that you wish existed, I was compelled to just really create it. Mm. And so um, Boom Vision, the main essence of what this is about is we all know it's very important to have a healthy mind, body, and soul, right? Right. Um, but what's interesting is when you hear mind, body, and soul, what I hear a lot is that you associate that to yoga. Right. right. And, and yoga is one form of physical expression of breathing to be able to have that balance of mind, body, and soul. But it's yoga isn't just the only form of it. Mm-hmm. And for when I think about my 30-year-old self, I mean, back then I was completely left brain, completely logic based, completely scenes believing. Like I was just 100 percent analytical right? I didn't really exercise my right brain, didn't really understand how to even process my emotions and, and things of that nature. And so when I'm thinking about, okay, how do I talk to my 30 year old self to really help them understand and really start, start that spiritual journey and start having that more of a balance and in, 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 in not just left, but right brain. That's really where the essence of boom vision is because with mind, body, and soul, what I realized from all the self-development courses I've taken like Landmark or Tony Robbins, you know, they all have different um, words of wisdom and principles I've gotten, but it's, it's really about mindset. And -hmm. so the question then becomes, how do you strengthen your mindset, right? How do you go into your mental gym is what I call it, right? If you want to do physical exercises, you know, we all know what what they are, right? You want to work on cardio, you got to do running, right? If you want to work on your abs, you can do sit-ups, but how do you go into your mental gym? What are the exercises you do? There's not a lot of material out there to really help educate that. And so what I've concluded was the three core pillars in building a strong mindset is imagination, voice, and intuition. Imagination, voice, and intuition. What you see mentally, what you hear mentally, what you feel mentally, that has a complete, can really amplify what your outer world would be if you're really strong Mm-hmm. in being able to hone in on what you see, what you hear, what you feel mentally. And so why the name Boom Vision? This is a really crazy story. And I haven't even shared this with my, my own audience, but why I picked the name Boom Vision, I'm a big movie guy. So that's one of my hobbies. Um, I'm not okay. sure if you know this movie called Sneakers. I've heard about it. I haven't okay. watched it. it. It came around the same time that in Field of Dreams. That was another okay. famous movie yes, with Kevin yeah. Costner. Mm-hmm. So around the same era. Really recommend Sneakers if you haven't seen it. But in the movie, there's a scene towards the middle of the movie where they're playing Scrabble because they they this team of people were able to recover this device. And it was called C-Tech Astronomy. And so they were trying to understand, well, what does that code? What does that really mean? And you know, is it about astrology? Is it about technology? But in the Scrabble, you know, I'm not, it's not really a spoiler alert, but they, they realize, wow, it has nothing to do with astronomy or technology. Because if you rearrange the letters of C-Tech astronomy, it actually spells out too many secrets. Oh, wow. And so I, I always love to play of words on that. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, if my, if my core essence is these three things, the six things, which is mind, body, and soul, but the mind is really strengthened by imagination and voice and intuition. Okay. What, what, what can I do with these five words? And so what I did was I took the first two letters, of these five words, body and soul, imagination, voice, and intuition. I took the first two letters and I scrambled it. I'm like, okay, what do I get? Well, it's either vision boom or it's boom vision. And, and I remember I was sitting in my office and I, and I, when I had that realization, I actually said aloud, 
okay, so <laughs> interesting. Actually, is it vision boom or is it boom vision? And right when I asked that question, is it boom vision? A bird flew into my window. Oh, wow. I, I can't even make this up. I actually even took a picture because I'm like, no one's going to believe me until I take a picture. There's actually feathers stuck on my window. A bird like which does a boom. And I was like, okay, I guess that's the universe <laughs> telling me it's boom vision. <laughs> so then that's why I created the name it's boom vision. Right. And, and I think just the symbolism of it is, you know, mm-hmm. we know what vision is, but when you have that aha moment, when you have this breakthrough, it's like, boom, yeah. it's like, you know, that. And so there's just so much great energy behind it. But I'm just like, I just knew okay, this is it. This is, this is what this show is about. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That is like you say, a pretty crazy story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What what came about and then how in a way a bird had a way of like, had contributed to you uh, getting yeah. to like, okay, this is it. This is going to be what's the name that's out there. I'm just mesmerized by the part where you talked about mental gym. I yes. think that is um, so relevant right in today's day and age where there is so much stimulant and and where your attention goes yeah um i personally feel like sure i've been through therapy i've been through some training as to how i can i can i guess adjust my perspective thoughts and how thoughts affect your feelings and how feelings affect how you see the world, right? Um, so I'm quite fascinated by this part about how you build or introduce more resilience in your in your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you build or um, exercise your brain such that it's is more determined, stronger? Like um, it could stay true to that path of what it was at first for you. Yeah. Right? I'm just curious if you could expand a little bit on that, like. Are there exercises that you do to like do that for your mindset, for your brain, or what are some tips there? Great question, Lily. Um, I, I actually go into this in, in my first three episodes because I actually do a deep dive into what imagination, voice, and intuition is, but also the action steps you can take. Mm-hmm. But to your question, how to build a strong mindset, you know, I'll give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. If you love ice cream and you've only tasted vanilla all your life. You just only taste it one flavor, right? And if you actually ask someone, well, what other flavors would you want to try? Like, you know, have you ever tried anything else? Well, if you never actually tried it, you wouldn't know there's 30 more plus flavors out there, right? And so you just have to, you know, almost like a trial and error. And so when I, in terms of your question of how do you expand and strengthen your mindset? Well, if you think about imagination, you know, you only can see or believe what you've already known. It's hard to imagine what you don't know. And until you express yourself, until you actually, you know, one examples I share is like, for, you know, if I ask you, Lillian, can you draw a circle? Most likely you'll be able to draw a circle. It's very two-dimensional, right? But let's go a dimensional higher. Let's go three-dimensional. Can you draw a sphere? Well, you probably will draw the circle with some shade to make it look three-dimensionally. You know what a sphere is. But if I were to ask you, can you draw a widget? What's that? What's a widget? Right. Okay. It can mean right. different things for different people, right? Especially engineers. Right. So right. what's a widget? Well, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Where does the imagination take you? And and so when you when you give yourself a space to like, okay, well, let's explore that. What does that even mean? And what does that draw? That'll give you an indication of where your mindset's at. But also you're then really putting yourself on the edge of that unknown to be able to just take that extra step on like, how do I, how do I grow my imagination? Because for some people, we all have different senses and we all have our, our, our superpowers. Some people are more visual. Some people are more auditory. 
Some people are more feeling based and in your imagination, it could come through vision or you just might be hearing things more like you want to be able to lean in on it, but until you give yourself a space to understand, well, where does my creativity come from? You have to start doing those kind of mental exercises, mm -hmm. right? So right. if I, if, and, and, and one way to prime yourself, especially from emotional face feeling is that if people want more higher energy, if they want more confidence, if they want more self-love and self-worth, well, Hey, listen to music that embodies those emotions that helps invoke that emotion coming out of you. Because when you're in that space, when you're in that moment of listening to music, quieting your mind, but really being just present in that music. And then in that space, what comes out? What, how, what, how, what's your self-expression? What can you do to journal? Mm -hmm. Whether it's words, whether it's pictures, whether it's drawings, those are exercises you can do to start expanding your imagination. Those are things you can do to start quieting your mind so you can really understand, wait, what's my true inner voice trying to tell me? Because those are usually just pre-programming, right? Mm -hmm. What's our intuition? What's our feeling trying to do to express ourselves rather than suppress it? Because right. it, 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 when you suppress it, it will come out in a different ways and forms. And usually mm -hmm. whether it's frustration, whether it's fear, and you don't, you don't want that to be bottled, right? I believe in a very holistic perspective. It's all, mm. it's all about the chi and energy. Mm. And so does that, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. It does. And what I also got out of uh, what you just said, it's also this aspect of giving a bit more space to the right side of our brain, giving a bit more, more uh, permission to like, let the more creative, more free, more flowing side of us just kind of take center stage a little bit. Um, because that tells you stuff, right? If you exactly. allow it to. Exactly. I mean, there's there's a lot of expressions out there, which is like everything you need is within you. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard that, I was like, what in the world does that even mean, right? Like, what does that mean? What it means everything's in me. And the thing is, is that, you know, when I, when I look at my teenager self versus now, oh my God, a landscape has so much change. We didn't have yeah. Instagram and smartphones and like this instant gratification of like, you know, this dopamine fix of, you know what I mean? Like we didn't mm -hmm. have all that. It's like, you wanted to play, we go on a bike and, you know, we, we, we throw through a football outside or we have human interaction in real life. Right. And with that instant stimulus, you know, and everyone's trying to like chase this algorithm, how to beat and, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're, we're shifting the culture of, okay, how do we find an answer externally? Mm. And really where, you know, if you want to come full circle, it's like, well, how do you first find it internally of what it is you want to go? Because you mentioned about the word true north, mm -hmm. right? You're not going to be able to find true north outside. It's from the inside, but it first starts with thought, but clarity comes through action. Yes, clarity action. comes from action, not thought, right? Marie Folio um, famously said that as well. And, and I believe that. I love and, her. And yeah, she's great. And, and, and yes, it does come with thought. And, and how I define it in my podcast is that it comes with inner breakthroughs. You might have those aha moments. You might have those breakthroughs, but they're still inner because until you take action and put action behind your thought and words, that's yeah. how you transform it into outer breakthroughs because then you're actually implementing into your outer world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's so much truth there and so much just good nuggets and all of that. Um, I wanted to expand a little bit more now onto, okay, so let's say somebody gets the part of like, okay, I developed this inner knowing, I am aware of what's going on inside. I believe the next right step to take is to, like you say, take action, because when you take action, that's when things get, get a little more clear instead of 
everything that's in there and you're like just self-sabotaging a lot and you don't but it's easy it's actually easier to take that step and then try something like you say and then figure out if it's for or not for you but what I typically am exposed to personally and also hearing other people's stories and experiences is that people are so afraid to try Mm. like there's this fear of shame of failure of like is it worth it and then in addition to that they are so afraid of what people think about them they're so afraid of if they try what what are people going to say and people my parents my friends my husband's boyfriends partners all that so yeah so I kind of wanted to use your example of like coming out of your corporate job and then taking yeah. that leap to becoming an entrepreneur in 2014, how right. you had that moment of clarity. So how how was it like for you personally when you had that moment of clarity and how did you get yourself to that next, I guess, phase of like yeah. getting it going? Sure, sure. No, great question. Um, there's There's a whole realm of things we can explore on what you just unpacked there. And so let me take it kind of like step by step. Um, Let me first start by explaining the premise of a a belief that I feel very strongly about and that that will put into context of kind of my evolution of of overcoming that fear, right? Because fear, what is fear? F-E-A-R. It's false evidence appearing real. Never heard that before. F-E-A-R. Fear is just false evidence appearing real. It's on your mind, right? And so so the principle I wanted to share is in life, we're always focusing on the fruit. I want that fruit. I want to be able to, to have that now, right? I want to have, have it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and when you think about cultivating that fruit, the focus isn't so much a fruit that will come as a byproduct. Their focus is really, are you nurturing the tree, right? And the thing about a tree is it's just really three simple factors. It's the soil that it's rooted in. It's the water, constant watering on a daily basis to see if it's getting the right nutrients. And then it's the sun, where is it getting an adequate sun to be able to really grow? Because if you get those three things right, guess what? The fruit's gonna come. And, and I think this will also speak to your audience that you're you're really cultivating, Lillian, because I really commend you in building that that safe space for people because you know sometimes when you're when you're being transplanted to a different country or different environment, right? you're, you're being uprooted to a different soil. Right. And in trying to get your bearings right, it's like, well, what, what can you do to make sure you're in the right soil, into you know, having the right water and having the right sun? Right. right. And and the reason why I'm sharing these principles is because who you surround yourself is very similar to the environment you're in, which is the soil part. And so if you if you are in a place of unknown, well, vibrationally, what is it that I want to surround myself with, with, you know, and creating that support system, whether it's through friends, whether it's through network, whether it's through listening to a podcast like yours, right? Like what can I do to really nurture that soil I'm in? Because that environment adding on to the constant nurturing of water, right? They, they, the self-improvement and self-help and really doing that inner work, but also really listening to seeing where is the sun coming from? What really makes me feel fulfilled, Right. That is what's going to really help you take that step because, Mm -hmm. you know, that fear is really in your mind, not only is it false evidence appearing real, it's a giant leap of faith. It's a giant leap of faith because it's like, oh my God, that's impossible. I can't go there. And then all that pre-programmed of inner voice of when you're saying that self-doubt or what my parents going to think or what my culture going to think, you know, that is not 
your fault. That is not you. That's pre-programming. When I explaining about voice or inner voice in my in Boom Vision is that you know we hear. I don't know if you know this, but you know there's already a lot of studies out there that show from year zero to seven we hear more no's and yes. For every two no's, we hear one yes. Okay. So what does that even mean? Right. That means back on my own childhood. Yeah. If you hear more no's and yes, then by nature. That programming, because you, you, as a child, you're getting more. Your only way to download a program is through observation, and you're observing it through parents. You're observing it through culture, and so when you hear more no's than yes, then you're going to have this paradigm where you're going to see the world half empty rather than half full. By nature, that's not you. It's just what you've been exposed to. And I'll even go a step further. In an Asian culture, you probably can appreciate this. Like I caught myself now that I really understand this, you know, because I have two young kids, and it's like. You know, there's situations where it almost got to hit a corner of a table, and you're like, no, 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 don't、mm-hmm. do that. I just said five no's there for one, hopefully yes, right? right. So in Asian culture, we're probably even more skewed on、oh, hearing、yeah. so much more no's and yes.、Mm-hmm. And so when you when you talked earlier about you know that self doubt and whatnot, that's pre programming. That's your SOS, what I call subconscious operating system. That SOS that you pre programmed and you observe as a child. We haven't spent the conscious effort to upgrade that. Yes. So it's to just have the awareness. That's my culture. That's my sounding right. And 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 so you have to be conscious and aware. Do I say more no than yes? And then knowing that negative speak, rather、mm-hmm. than immediately saying you know turning that frown upside down, right? I mean to really do that, the first step is okay. How do we reduce the amount of no's?、Mm-hmm. This, that's the first step. You, know, you have to lower the negativity, tune that、mm-hmm. down. So that you, you catch yourself not to say that, yeah. Because what you say internally it magnifies to your outer world, and、right. then when you're better state of mind with the music that really embodies what you want to feel, okay, then you can have the next step of being able to change that negativity to positivity.、Mm. Right. I love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so,、um, so going back to your question about okay, so setting the premise of the principles of, of the soil, of the water, and the sun. For me, when I had that moment of clarity, you know, it was when. My my wife gave birth to our first child, our son, and and it was in that maternity leave where you know I was forced to unplug from work, right? So I couldn't even check my BlackBerry, and I had this vision where, huh? I, I see my family playing in, in front of a house, and they look happy, but I had this feeling where I just it just felt empty. I was like, wait, this is really weird. Why am I seeing this vision of? What looks outer, you know, the exterior world looks happy, but my feeling inside of the happiness was just not correlated. It was not matching.、Mm-hmm. That's that was my first, you know, my intuition was telling me, okay, something's off here, and I think、right. I'm living a path really designed by others, not a path that I really truly want to create. And so that really speaks to this concept that I call tuning fork. You know what a tuning fork is, right? When you hit it against something, it has a certain vibration, one unique sound. The thing about our culture, regardless if it's Asian or not, or our parents, our outer society has a sound that they hear that they're saying, "This is what a good sound sounds like." And the thing is, is that our heart, our inner tuning fork, might be a different sound. It can harmonize or it cannot. When it doesn't harmonize, the more emphasis you're trying to grow the outer sound, because that's what everyone else wants to hear. If it's not in alignment with your inner tuning fork, then you're actually widening the gap. And when you widen the gap, you're going to have this perception of, "Oh my God, it's a giant leap of faith." 
So my first thing is like, wait, you got to dispel that. How do we, how do we really go into that mental gym to first understand what is your inner sound? What is the sound you want to emit? Because when you're true and authentic to yourself on that, then how do you surround yourself in the right soil with the people around you, with the right community, with your right tribe to nurture that so that what your perception of a giant leap of faith is actually just a jump of faith. Mm-hmm. And if you actually talk to them about further and you're able to soundboard with people, then you're going to realize, oh my God, it's just a step of faith. Mm-hmm. And then when it's just a step of faith, it's not as scary. Well, guess what? You're increasing your probability that you'll actually take that step. Yeah, that just blew my mind. I'm like having goosebumps <laughs> just hearing all of that just because it makes it makes so much sense. I felt like I just had a free coaching session from you and my <laughs> listeners too. So lucky you, <laughs> lucky you thank people. You, thank you. Uh, no, that was great. Uh, so would you say then on your journey from that moment of clarity to kind of, you know, opening up yourself to that entrepreneurial journey, Yeah. would you say that an essential part of that was surrounding yourself with a community of people that was like kind of tuned in and attuned to your tuning fork? Yeah, you know, that's that was a long journey for me. I wish I knew this concept earlier because, you know, I knew at the time, okay, this is a path where the sound that I'm trying to emit from my heart wasn't really harmonizing with the sound of the path that I was currently on. It was an amazing career, amazing principles to work with. They're, they have, they're very intention-focused, you know, they have really pure purpose. However, it just wasn't the path that was in harmonizing with what the sound I really wanted to emit. And so I knew then at the point when I finally, a couple of years after having that aha moment, I took that leap of faith because I was like, okay, you know what? I know in my mind, I want to go in this direction, this quadrant. I didn't know exactly the address. I just knew the quadrant of the direction I want to go in life wasn't really in sync with the quadrant of this path and career I wanted. And that's where initially when I was explained to the principles where we sort of agreed to disagree because, you know, he, from a very kind heart was saying, well, you're saying you want to leave this job without knowing what you're jumping into. And I was like, yes, I know that sounds crazy, but I just knew at the moment because my cup was so full. Okay. I want to go to a different, different quadrant, but I need to give myself the space to explore the capacity of where I was in right now, being in that position, I didn't have the really mental space or time to really explore mm-hmm. that. Sure. And so it was a, it was, it was like leaping out of the plane without even having a parachute. I'm going to figure it out on the way down. Right. So that was a very, very scary moment. But what I, what, what scared me even more was that, well, if I don't do this now, and once my kids are grown, they're in school, I'm going to feel mentally that there's more, things to lose, which will then not give me the confidence to really take that step. Mm. And so there's never a good timing, but it's right. really just, it's all in your mind. It's like, I just, I need to take action now. And so that's why I spent the couple of years to really explore. And I've had different pivots and whatnot until I really got that clarity really in this past year, because I've been mentoring entrepreneurs and, 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 and executives like in the last decade, just getting you know, get at work, my colleagues, you know, and, and startups that we invested in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, but seeing different partnerships in different stages of life, you know, I see these reoccurring patterns and it brought back to me, well, look, I, what's a common language and, and through line to really be able to have people distill and understand, wait, this is really at the core essence of, of what it takes to strengthen that, that mindset. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know no, that's I mean? yeah. No, I'm I'm just kind of here, just absorbing all of it because that's many layers to all of that as well. And I feel like I'm speaking for myself too when I talk about how it takes so much, including lots of courage. And of course, there there are these circumstantial factors too when you decide to uh, pivot to a life that you are that you know that you are comfortable in um so other than community other than just you know even having that conversation with the principal then to kind of maybe carve out some space for you to explore were there other elements according to you which feels like i was so thankful that um it was there for me uh, to kind of support and push help push me to take that step of faith. Oh, wow. You know, um, I will give 100% credit to my wife because of that. I'll be honest, because what's very interesting is I think knowing her helped open my eyes on really diving into this spiritual journey. My family is Buddhist. And so, you know, my parents are religious in, in that nature. And, and I always follow Buddhism, but I wasn't really like a, like a daily practitioner. Right. right. And so, but, but at the same time, when my wife started to really begin her spiritual journey and for the fact that I joined her in that journey, it helped open a completely different world. Because like I said, I was very left brain, very analytical, hundred percent logic based. You know, you want to do a cost benefit analysis. I can talk about it all day. You want to do a SWOT analysis. I can talk about that all day, but, yeah. but it's logic and IQ can only take you so far. You can go very far in life, but it's still limited to a certain mm-hmm. capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and when I started the spiritual journey and knowing what I want to achieve, knowing the quadrant, but not knowing the exact location, you know, having her as a support system to really understand, hey, we're in this journey together, mm-hmm. gave me the really the confidence of like, okay, you know what, mm-hmm. I can do this, and we're gonna both figure it out along the way. And I think having that, right, and, and and whether you have a partner or not, you know, that's where I go back to just the soil part. It's being proactive to to wanting to find your right tribe of like mine, where it's really supporting the direction that you want to go in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And that can come in forms of friends in organizations, wherever it is, but it also starts within the first step yourself, which is taking that leap of faith of being out there because there's, there's different personalities. Some people are more naturally extroverted versus introverted, right? right? People get drawn from energy being, you know, among people because that's where mm-hmm. they, they really get their energy from for an introvert being out there that drains them, right? Their, yeah. their way they rejuvenate is when they're, they're, they're by themselves and be able to self-reflect. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I naturally am actually an introvert. But my work and my career forced me to really exercise a muscle of extrovert to mm-hmm. be able to network. But I'm really in like 49, 51%. I'm really right in between there. But um, but knowing and being authentic of who you are and just embracing that, okay, then you know, I have the saying, which is, you know, embrace who you are, but embody who you want to become. Mm-hmm. Embrace who you are, but embody who you want, who do you want to become? You're perfect the way it is. But mm-hmm. Where you want to go in life well who would you need to become the energy the visualization who do you, you know how can you help yourself level up to really get to where you want to go right? right and so and so being able to surround yourself with a support system amongst good friends or good you know to be able to give you really unbiased advice 
and help you, you know, navigate through that clarity. That's what's going to be really helpful. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it was, it was my wife hands down, but, but for people like it's, it's, you know, there's another thing too, that one of my friends was just sharing me. It's that you can't read your own label if you're in your own jar. It's, it's not that it's impossible. It's really hard. Right. And other people might be able to identify blind spots if they come from very, you know, with good intentions and, and really there to help serve you. Mm. And so that's why, whether it's through therapy, through coach or whatever it is, um, you know, immerse yourself into the soil and the environment that you can create, but yeah. just have to be able to want to create that. Right. 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 That's beautiful. Now, what, what I'm hearing is that you and your wife, it's like a yin and yang thing. And yeah, it kind of totally, just, totally. Right. Totally. Well, and trust <laughs> me, I know how it can look like if it doesn't come together. Right. But yeah. if it, when it does, it's beautiful. It's really pretty. And to your point about the part about being an extrovert versus introvert, it's also pretty interesting because I had always thought of myself as an extrovert. Like Mm. I feel like I get more energy being around people, but interestingly, I found myself kind of had that change a bit ever since I I came here. Mm. I feel like because I was, I guess, struggling with like finding community friends, having to start from scratch. And then I was going through some heartbreaks and hardship, that part where I started tuning into myself and leaning onto coaching and therapy, all that kind of brought out that part of me where I actually found myself enjoying my own company a bit more. I enjoy more about just, you know, exploring what's in here than like what other people tell me I am. So mm-hmm. I really like the part where you talked about that balance between um, embracing who you are versus embodying who you want to be. I feel like most of my life, I'm more in 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 the latter where I'm so caught up in um, the fake it till you make it. But then there's this part that's also equally, if not more, uh, more important and essential, which is being true to who you are and being able to just stand up for and be proud of what you have already inside you. Right. So, yeah, I want to add on to what you just said, because mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's that phrase out there where it's like, fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. And I believe the intention is there, but the delivery is for me very missed because mm-hmm. I, I I don't believe fake it till you make it. But the words I use instead is that, okay, how do you shift from seems believing to believing seeing? Mm. because that's really what fake it to make it really means right like you got to be if you want to be something you want to elevate you want to level up how do you be that well you got to start practicing as if you are that because then once you embody that Mm. then naturally you're going to gravitate and pull yourself towards that next level so it's that really that difference between are you truly seeing is believing or do you believing is seeing and that's the part where when i started opening up my spiritual journey that I was like, oh, I finally get what that means. Because before I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I had no right. idea, right? Like, yeah. show me the proof, right? Show me the validation, then then I'll believe you. And that's not a knock on science. Like, it, it's there's 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 a need for that too. Mm-hmm. But but really, from from that self confidence and belief, it's like, okay, how do I surround myself with people where yes, they will help me enforce that believing is seen. And once you really get that momentum going then it opens a whole new world of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. That's so well said. 
I love all your metaphors and analogies. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's so original for some reason. I'm like, I've never heard that one, nor have I heard that one. It's, it's pretty, it's yeah. great. I love it. Thank this you. Is, this is an episode that's going to be just full of wisdom and nuggets. And I cannot thank you enough for like coming on and, and just pouring your heart and then just sharing oh, my, out here. My, this is, this is my, my pleasure. My pleasure, Lily. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, it's a testament to you because you proactively took that first step in reaching out to me. Mm. Right. And, and and this is and this is going to really speak to your audience is that don't be afraid, because when you did that, you're not thinking about your parents or what a culture thinking anything yeah. else. It's just like, look, if you feel energetically, hey, there's someone that I resonate with, just reach out, yeah. just reach out. I know in my own personal struggles, like, you know, there's a phase of this five years where I got sidetracked because of the shiny object syndrome, where I, um, I was asked to be a CEO of a real estate startup. And I was like, you know, hey, real estate is my background. I know I can build a team. Like it sounds very, you know, being a CEO of a startup. Sure. Why don't we give that a try and do that for a year? And through the journey of one year of doing that, I realized like, wow, like I was just miserable towards the end mm. because it, was, it wasn't alignment with the sound. I think it was still the sound that the society wanted to hear. So I, I knew how to create that, but was this a sound that I really wanted to emit? And, and it wasn't. And, and the reason why, why I'm bringing that up, one thing I knew about myself then was, wow, I really did not like the position of a sales. Mm. I had this, almost this like animosity towards, God, I hate cold calling because I hate just being that rejection, that constant rejection, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew sales is a very necessary part of business. Without sales, you have no lifeline. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm getting myself in a way, okay, then who do I need to bring in that thrives in a market to do so, right? Don't let myself be, that inhibitor. And, and, and why I'm bringing this example up to your point on and commending you to reach out is that, yeah, there is that fear of rejection or that fear of what other people might think. But at the end of the day, it's your life that you're living. You are here with a purpose that you need to figure out how to create. It's not mm -hmm. about searching or chasing. It's about creating. Right. And don't let others really get in your way, find people that can really help support that. And you just have to be able to have that courage to take that first step. Yeah. yeah right. And absolutely. you took the first step and that's why we're here. We made, you know, made this, <laughs> no, manifested yeah. this. Yeah. No, I have to say that, yes, the courage on my part was something that, that I checked, but then there was also the, the reciprocity that, that has to come. And I just have to say that I, I'm just grateful that there are enough of people like you out there who is always willing to say yes, willing to just impart and share and, and make the place that we're in um, a, a better one, you know, one that's yeah. more full and, and more joyful. I want you to take a moment and share with my audience because I'm pretty sure that like all my audience are like, oh my gosh, I need more of Ben. I want more <laughs> of all the juicy stuff that he's putting out there. Tell my audience, where can they continue to connect with you? Where can they find you? Where can they listen to the podcast and all that stuff? Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful for you asking. And it's my pleasure. My um, So where my audience can really connect with me, my website is just simply my name. It's uh, benjaminye.com, www.benjaminyeh.com. Um, there you'll have you know a little bit about my bio, um, a little bit about my coaching, but also you know access to my podcast. So Boom Vision is actually available in all directories, whether it's Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, 
Google or you know iHeartRadio, any of the major directories where you listen to podcasts, you're able to download it. And my humble request is that you know if anyone has received value in this, yeah, I'd love to share the journey along with you because you know a part of what I've shared about imagination, voice, intuition is really doing a deep dive of what those core pillars are, what are action steps you can take. And then for me, it's also interviewing like-minded people, entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, you know, artists to really get a lot of different perspectives because mm-hmm. with those different perspectives, you gain a lot more different insights on how can you actually look at the same situation you've been looking at from before, mm-hmm. right? And so whether it's a website, whether it's the podcast, you know, I do have an Instagram account, which is just my name. I can't believe it was still available. So it's just Benjamin <laughs> Yeh, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, anyone has any question, please feel free to reach out. You know, we're here to help each other. Right. And, and, you know, I, I firmly believe, you know, rising tide raises all ships. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where really, you know, what Lillian, what you're doing, what we're doing here is helping yeah. people raise, raise their ships. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure all the links that you just mentioned are available in the show notes so that nobody's going to miss it. It's all going to be spelled out nicely. So don't worry about <laughs> Thank it. You. All right. We yeah. are going to wrap this session up, even though I would hate to, but then if we keep going, it's going to be five hours long and we still don't know how to stop. So um, <laughs> sure. close this session with a series of rapid fire questions. Okay. If you are ready, we're going to go the sure. first one favorite self-care activity good question uh for me my favorite self-care activity is when i create either art or videos and why that is is that um meditation is really actually in, for different peoples in different forms like people think meditation is just breathing exercises and just sitting right. still and part of it is it doesn't have to be it's just being in your zone of genius and doing something where when you do that, you're so focused on being present at a moment, you quiet all the random thoughts you've been thinking about from before. That in of itself is meditation. So for me, when I'm in that zone of creating and, and expressing my creativity, that's a that's a form of meditation. And that to me is a form of self-care. Yes, love that. I love the angle that you have on how is meditation defined? Like it doesn't yeah. need to be just that. And I do know people who struggle with just sitting down and that like their minds to keep going somewhere, but then if it could be like in the form of an activity that takes them away from everything else and just that's a good form of meditation too. Absolutely. Love yeah. it. All right. <laughs> Next question. What is one item that we can always find on your bedside table? It would be a water bottle because okay. I, I, my wife always reminds me, I, I don't drink enough water. So I think I have to drink more water. So having that if there's something that you need, you know, it needs to be always out of sight, out of mind, right? Mm-hmm. So it needs to be in sight. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. so I remind myself to always have that water bottle. Yes. Well, that's the same for me. I have a bottle of water to um, I make sure because for some reason, I always feel like I wake up dehydrated. So that would be the first thing that I would always yeah. grab and make sure I uh, infuse myself with. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Next one. Nature or city living? I actually have to say both. If that's okay. if that's an answer, and yeah. the reasons because nature, I love to be in nature because that helps rejuvenate my soul. But I also love the city because that's where I put my action behind my thought. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really that yin and yang. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's just it's it's you know I I say it's never about balance. It's about finding your rhythm. So yeah. just finding your rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's great. And like for me as well. I come from a city in Singapore, so it's always bustling and hustling, right? Um, and then here um, in Houston, it's in comparison to that, I guess, 
a little more slower pace, even though there's not much nature around here. Um, So when I'm given the opportunities to be around nature, to like experience something different, like, like you say, it gives you a different perspective and it makes you kind of think, but then at the same time, also appreciate what you have in the environment that you, you are in and then what kind of value it brings you by being in that environment and in something different too. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I love that answer. Great. Okay. Next one is a food question. Ice cream or potato chips for snacks <laughs> or, or, or neither. Cause uh, I learned of course that your wife is a nutritionist. Yeah, yeah. No and no. <laughs> well, you know, personally for me, it'd be ice cream every day, twice on Sunday. <laughs> I love okay. ice cream. Ironically, I'm also lactose intolerant. So I have to find alternatives, but right. um, no, I can't have ice cream every day. Otherwise yeah. I, I would, I, that would not be a good path to be on. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's one of my guilty pleasures is, is definitely yes. ice cream. Yes, yes. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A book uh, that you're currently reading. Yeah. You know, I actually had a recommendation that my friend it. told me two days ago, which this will be the next book that I, I want to pick up and, and read. It's actually called Happy Money by Ken Honda. Okay. And so... Uh, What's reason why those recommended is that, well, look, money, honestly, like my biggest aha moment too, even though, you know, an investment officer, it's about growing capital, money is just energy. Mm -hmm. And until you can not just understand that, but have a healthy relationship with money, that's how, if you have any money blockages, whatever it is, things can start flowing when you can start having the right belief system, which is really upgrading your SOS. Right. Mm -hmm. And so happy money is really to address that yeah. to help people understand what is this relationship with money that you might have and how do you change it that will better serve you so that's the book that i'm actually really excited to get yes. into um is that yeah that's a good one it, it just in that moment reminded me of what my coach shared with me about how money is energy and and that came around how she was talking us through about how to charge you know and people have this negative connotation to putting a value on something where there could be a very a much more positive perspective around how uh, having money or not having money doesn't make you a good or bad person, kind or unkind person. It's just like you say, a transaction of energy. That's a learning that blew my mind. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. And I mean, growing up, it's hard as an Asian family. There's always some blocks around and mm. assumptions around money, but that's a whole different story for a different day. <laughs> that could uh, be the next that. episode. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, yeah you, you have to come back. <laughs> Great. Absolutely. Okay. Last but not least, a current mantra that it's guiding you. Yeah. I think I mentioned it before, which is embrace who you are, embody who you want to become. Mm. That has been sort of our mantra for our family. And it's always a reminder too, because, you know, when you have that old inner voice, it's hard to have that self-reminding of, wait, who is it that I want to become? I, I, I am who I am. You don't have to be afraid or embarrassed by it. I am who I am, but who do you want to embody? Who do you want to become? Yeah. And then it's pulling you something to a certain direction. You're not trying to push yourself to a certain direction. It's yeah. a different type of attraction, right? Right. Ben, this has been a true delight. I cannot thank you enough. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Yeah, let's stay connected. I love what you do. Boom Vision, people go listen to that podcast. A lot of uh, effort and thought and creativity went into that. So go support him. Well, Ben, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian. It's a pleasure being here. And I just want to say you're such a warm energy. Continue doing what you're doing because 
you're really serving your audience to be able to know that, hey, there is that support system out there for people to really um, immerse themselves into. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that just pure nourishing and mind-blowing to say the least? So here are the takeaways. Number one, the three core pillars to build a strong mindset are imagination, voice, and intuition. Number two, allow your imagination to take center stage and to expand. Number three, Understand where your creativity comes from and engage in activities that emphasizes and supports those emotions. Number four, be willing to listen to your intuition. What is it telling you? Number five, the pathway to find your true north leads internally, not externally. Number six, the bridge between inner knowing and outer breakthroughs comes through taking action. Number seven, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Number eight, when a tree receives the three essential elements of soil, water, and sun, the fruit will naturally come. Number nine, aspects like our parents and culture is part of our pre-programming that we don't get to choose, but we can build the awareness and learn to not give it power and tune it down. Number 10, what you say internally can be magnified into your outer world. Number 11, figure out what your inner sound is, then surround yourself with people and community that aligns with that sound. Number 12, embrace who you are and body who you want to become. Number 13, you can't read your own label when you're in your own jar. Number 14, you have the ability and control to nurture your soil and cultivate your social environment. Number 15, consider shifting the analogy of seeing is believing to believing is seeing and it will open your whole new world of possibilities. Number 16, meditation does not need to just be defined as sitting down and being quiet. Anything that puts you in your state of flow away from the mind clutter can be considered as a form of meditation. Number 17, last but not least, money is just a transaction of energy. I wasn't kidding you when I said that that 17 learning points started at like 30 and I had to spend some time concising them and really picking the ones that stood out in this conversation. Ben, I want to give you a big, big and sincere thanks from me and my audience for pouring your expertise and knowledge to us to this extent. It is just pure generosity and I cannot be more thankful that our paths crossed and I am truly so confident that you are only going to soar greater heights in your entrepreneurial journey and career and uh, I will be a forever friend if you call me one and you definitely have to come back to the podcast because we cannot have enough of you. 
Listeners, if you are in a place where you are looking for affirmation to lean in deeper into your intuition and you are looking to find that alignment between your inner tuning fork and the sounds the world desires to hear, I encourage you to seek Ben's content, his offers, and his podcast out because there's so much more there that this past 45 minutes on this episode isn't able to capture. With that, I thank you for spending your precious, precious time with me. Till next week. Stay well, my friends. Take care of your energy and know that you are not alone in whatever you are going through and that there is only one of you in this world and you are so, so special. Take care. Bye. Hi friends, I'm beyond grateful that you have chosen to spend your time here with me. I truly believe that time is the most precious thing one could give to anyone. So I sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing yours with me here in this sacred, intimate space. I remember the times when I had let feelings of shame, of ego, get in the way and I would rather suffer alone and in silence rather than asking for help. It doesn't have to be that way. I know firsthand how reaching out for support had been pivotal and essential in my own healing process and my path towards a life that's more true, more free, more joyful. If this show had supported you and you could think of someone who could use that emotional support to get through the hard things that they are going through at the moment, please share this episode with them. You could also support this show and help it reach more years of more people by reviewing and rating on Apple Podcasts, by sharing the show, and remember to tag me so that I'll know and I'll make sure to send a little token of appreciation your way to thank you for your support. And last but not least, like the Facebook page on Facebook. Stay well, friends, and take care of that heart, body, and soul of yours. I'll meet you back here next week.